It's Sunday, January 17th, 2010. I'm Jen McCown, and this is the Midnight DBA Blogcast. Hello, and welcome to Blogcast number five, our fifth blogcast because... It's number five. I guess that's the number of the day. Um, yeah, little news starting out. I redid my personal site, which I know you've all been waiting for, staring, staring at the awful purple page I had up. But anyway, and with links to some cool things like my friends have done. And, and you know, I guess that's not really news so much as just what I've been doing. Um, in other actual news, uh, Midnight DBA, we're giving away a, a life cam this month, this month being January 2010. So if you're listening to this in the future, I guess it's kind of by necessity you're listening to it in the future unless you're Sean listening to me record, then we're not giving it away anymore. But if it's still January, then we are. Uh, go to the Midnight DBA blog and search for, look for the blog on, I'll, I'll include the link in the show notes, um, how to win a life cam. The simple answer is uh, email me, jen at jennifermccown.com, with the answer to the question, what does Sean say about moving schema and why? Um, there's no minimum word count here. You don't have to cite references or put a cover page on it. Just, And I'll even let you know if, if your answer is off the mark and it doesn't count. So, you know, we're just nice like that. We want you to win. We want you to have free stuff, and that's why we're here. Um, oh, and, and Sean redid the Midnight DBA. We also have a couple of new videos on the site and uh, a previous video that the link was broken on and nobody bothered to tell me. Thanks a lot, guys. Way to keep me on my toes. Um, so Sean fixed the link and we've got a DBA's at Midnight video uh, entitled Search, Troubleshooting, and Backups. So you should check that out. The new videos are Check If File Exists by Sean and Correlate Lock Timeouts with Statements by me, all of which I expect you to have done by the next broadcast. Not not really. As somebody told me on Twitter that, that, that it's an awful lot of midnight DBA to take in when I release like the blogcasts and the videos on Monday. So, you know, use what you need. Today we're going to do three blogs, three quick hits by me. You know, it suddenly occurs to me that I should mention that on the contest to win the live cam, it, it is a contest. We're not going to send everybody a live cam that sends us a, a, an entry, but I, I really hope that you would have gotten that intuitively. Okay, so the podcast today, three quick hits, um, all of these written by me, all fairly short in length, duration, what have you. The first one is named SSIS Packages, rename the package object as well. When you create a new integration services package in Visual Studio, it's named package1.dtsx by default. When you rename the package, and you should always rename the package to something more meaningful, you're asked, do you want to rename the package object as well? You'll want to answer yes every time. Donald Farmer clarified this in the MSDN forums, and I'll have that link in the show notes too. He says, in Visual Studio, you rename a file the .dtsx file. However, the SSIS package is an object in the file. So if you don't rename the object, you could have a package file called mysuperpackage.dtsx containing a package object called myoldpackage. Try saying no to the dialog once and check the name property of the package in the properties window. Select the package by clicking in the background of the object explorer. 
end of quote. So I tried an experiment. I created a new package and renamed the file package1.dtsx to meaningful.dtsx. When the rename package object dialog appeared, I clicked no. So I took a look at the code, and down near the bottom, uh, in, in the blog I have a, a, a clip of code, and down near the bottom, the file is named meaningful.dtsx, which is not shown, but in the code, it, the dts colon name equals object name is still pack equal to package1. When I deployed this, the package name in SQL Server was package1. It ignored the, the file rename. This will cause problems if you do this with different packages. Each has a different file name, but each is deployed as package1, so it'll get overwritten. So that's a long way of saying, rename the file, click yes to rename the object. And here with a quick real life story on the matter is Sean. Hey guys, um, I was over there listening to, uh, to her record this and I thought of something really cool. At work, uh, I've got what I would call unreliable development teams uh, bringing me code. So I've written a, a PowerShell script that what it does is it renames the package object to the file name during deployment. And it also changes the sensitivity or the, the security level to don't save sensitive. So it's just my way of like implementing standards when I push my code. So I never push code through the wizard anymore. I push it through my PowerShell script and it always does exactly what I want it to do. So I don't really have that problem. And neither will you if you take my SIS course. Oh yeah, that's an excellent point. I completely forgot. Uh, Sean's doing SIS courses. Um, for people in the North Texas area, uh, user group meetings, he's, he's having an SIS course every month right before the meeting through June, I believe. And he's also recording them, and we'll put them up on Midnight DBA. So, wicked awesome. It all ties together. All right, we've got two more, because that was really short, even with the cool extra story. I'm going to read you story time. Uh, my blog entitled, When Do You Become Something? And it's in two parts. When I was a kid, anyone who could do something was like a god, something incomprehensible and untouchable. Actors, musicians, writers and performers, athletes, famous historical and political figures, they were some other kind of being, you know, destined for fame and or greatness. I always wondered about the path one takes to get there, to success, to a job you love, to fame, or what have you. And I'm starting to see that there are a lot of contributing factors and a lot of work, but that ending up somewhere good is also largely a natural process. I'm beginning to feel successful. That word always seems tied to money, and I'm not using it in that sense at all. I'm talking about starting to feel like I had a solid foundation of family and self, and I'm doing what I want to do on top of it. In my case, I have a job I love with problems to solve, and inspiration and opportunity to write and produce and get somewhere cool. I guess I'm on the proverbial ladder. So back to contributing factors. For me, the list of things that I can look back on and say, oh yeah, that was crucial, looks something like this. One is strong role models who support me. Of course, it's cliche to thank family, friends, and your spouse, but it's cliche for a reason. It really helps to have peeps. Two is the experience of education, not just the knowledge I got. Bumping up against teachers and students and classes that did and didn't get along with me, agree with me, or even like me, was all training ground for being a person. Third, the opportunity to, to pursue the things I was interested in. This refers to having the time and resources to follow my interests. It also, in a way, has to do with my need to tinker. I've picked up and dropped a huge list of hobbies and pursuits, and all of them have had something to contribute to later interests. I realize by now you're thinking, okay, she hasn't said SQL Server even once in this blog. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but this whole thing came from thinking about my work, which is all about the SQL. 
And it's all a lead up to part two, where I'll bring things back to sequel and you. For you Johnny Dangerously fans, Sean, Sean heard that last line and said, don't let anything come between your sequel and you. That's funny. Okay, when do you become something, part two of two? I'm nothing, really. When we're talking about databases, technology, <laughs> come to think of it, any area of anything ever, I'm really nothing special. There are tons of people who know more than I do. I heard the same exact song from Sean for the last decade plus, and I've always wondered about him feeling that way. He seemed to know a lot to me. I really started to wonder once he started writing for InfoWorld and then other pu publications, and then he started making friends with bigwig authors and experts, and then he became a SQL Server MVP, and so on and so on. I'm starting to get to know some of those same industry bigwigs myself, largely through the magic of Twitter. Hi, guys. And it's clear that these people are just people. I mean, yeah, really geek cool people who know like a hundred times more than I do, but still just people. Okay, how many of you have kids? Alright, now how many of you have watched Kung Fu Panda about, oh, I don't know, 3,416 more times than you originally intended? Good, good. Then you know that part at the end where the bad guy finally gets the sacred dragon scroll and it's blank? He's utterly confounded when Poe says, it's okay, I didn't get it at first either. There is no secret ingredient. It's just you. I get it. There is no secret ingredient. As it turns out, you don't have to have special breeding or training to contribute, to do more. There's no ceremony where you're ready to take the next step in your career. No Windows exclamation, dun dun, to announce that you should start writing or training or form your own company, whatever it is that's next for you. I'm writing blogs and articles now and making training videos, and I often have to force myself to get over the idea that I'm being presumptuous when I do. What I keep having to say to myself, and what you need to say to yourself, is sure, there are tons of people who know more than I do, but I still have something to contribute. And then go do it. It's okay. I didn't get it either at first. Copyright 2010 by MidnightDBA.com, Jennifer McCown, and Sean McCown. Be sure to visit us at MidnightDBA.com for the most recent training videos, blog entries, and links. And find us on Twitter as MidnightDBA. Today's music is Crack-A-Lackin' by Al Flip and the Wu Team, provided by Mevio Music Alley. Check it out at Mevio.music.com. Music.com.